Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. We had the great old Discraft Great Lakes Open go down. Is that what it's called? Yep. The uh, great old. The great old. Um, <laughs> That's fun. I think it was like the 41st annual or something crazy. Yeah, head on the baskets. Patreon question of the week. We'll get into that here in a second. A little Trevor's trivia. A question I want to pose. You know, it's always Pose fun. it, man. I'm not going to pose it now. I'll pose yeah, it later. He's going to pose it, though. And then we pose gotta talk, Malone. <laughs> we got to talk about some power rankings. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Your yeah, body deserves it. products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. And that's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat yourself to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code GRIPLOCK for 20% off plus free shipping. The platinum package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products inside of it you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ears and nose hair trimmer ultra premium body wash ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner ultra premium deodorant crop reviver crop reviver anti-chafing ball deodorant crop reviver ball spray toner anti-chafing boxers the shed travel bag to hold all your goods while traveling the lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess the platinum package 4.0 covers all your bases from head to toe so go to 20 get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code griplock that's one word griplock at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code griplock use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough oh snap if you want to keep your man safe use manscaped that's right <laughs> hunter you're gonna popping off there that was like i was reading was, it fast yeah. that was very you know it'd be a fun like a uh, shtick for grip lock like mm-hmm. our regular ad reads to like time them so people yeah. can like watch us and see if i can i bet i bet that, that the companies fun. would love that I was like trying to read it. It would probably it'd probably get retention high though because I like I'd watch to see if the guy could beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. Okay. Maybe we'll pitch (laughs) that we'll pitch that to them in our next meeting. Yeah. Um (laughs) for the Patreon question of the week. Or maybe we should just have like a segment. Like what if you like didn't hear most of the word, but it was fun. Guys, none yeah. of these none of these ads are real. Like, we <laughs> just do them to make people think we're successful enough yeah. for ads. <laughs> I would be Connor, funny. Dude. Like nobody's ever like. I think back in the day, a lot of people used to be like, "Oh wow, that's so cool! You're working with this company or that company." You know, when we work with certain bigger companies, but you know, if we just like started coming out with like humongous companies, like would people like notice? This show is built for tough. <laughs> 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 no, I don't think they would. Eh, probably I don't think you two fricks. Probably well, the, obviously, y'all love using the Manscaped code, and for a good reason because Manscaped's great. Yes, uh, that's why they've been with us for so long. We should get a tire sponsor for Grip Locked. Makes sense. Grip. You need tires? I wouldn't mind. Some. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the yeah, Patreon question some. of the week. It's a food. Uh, uh, if you're wondering where this comes from, it's from our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/FoundationDiscoff. You can join the Heiser Club. You can actually get a seven-day free trial. And you can pop in. We have a it's weekly the deal of the century. We have a weekly podcast over there called the Mailbag, where we answer each and every question that's asked. All to us. of them. Some are disc golf related. Some are not disc golf related. Sometimes we have packages to open. Sometimes we don't. It's the best. We are day more of the week. excited when we have packages to open than we don't. But hey, we're excited every time, either way. Um, and there's a lot of other exclusive content, contests, discounts, exclusive access, all kinds of stuff. You can head over to Patreon.com/slash/FoundationDiscoff to learn more. But this question comes courtesy of Nathan McMurray. He said, on, Nathan. You're on, in Nate. charge of naming a hot sauce after disc golf terms or themes. What would each of your names be? Mm. And then he gave us two suggestions to kind of get the ball going. He said his would be the three putt or the Birdogi. I love the three putt. I think the one I went with before was turn and burn. But I think that's obviously the best one. I think Heiser Bomb is a good one. Heiser Bomb is it's kind of like one, the yeah. bomb, like the mm-hmm. popular one there. I think I'd probably go with Meat Hook. Meat Hook's good. Or maybe go. just a simple out of bounds. Out of bounds is solid. Or OB Stroke. 
I think I'm gonna go. I want to come up with a new one. I don't want to say what I, I think said. you said. I think you said. I don't want to say what I said. But it was good. It was I fine. liked it. I don't remember. Can I, I say it? Yeah. I think Hunter said triple Mando. Quadruple Mando. Quadruple, Quadruple Mando. Mando. I like that. That's I but I want to come up with a new one. Something spicy. Hey, what's something in disc golf that's like spicy? Oh, mine will be called the halal shot. <laughs> spicy shot of the day. <laughs> spicy shot of the day, dude. No. The halal guys. I think you we're could, going. A holy shot hot sauce is the a holy pre- shot. Holy that's shot hot sauce. That's a good one. Um, Or the albatross. The albatross. The phylobatross. Yep. Get phylo in on that thing. I was going to say like... uh. I don't know something like black the, ace because I feel like oh it, I black feel like ace it'd be is better, a good one. I feel like it'd be better to name the hot sauce after like Paul's emotions when the holy shot went in, but I don't know how to name it that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just got just got thrown in on <laughs> <laughs> big just, putt. Just got dunked big on. putted. <laughs> big putt. There you go. Big putted. There's a lot of good hot sauce names. Footfall. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like footfall. Um, Wet tea pad. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, dang. Wet tea pad. Wrong dude. disc choice. Oh, man. <laughs> Uneven turf. That used to flip. <laughs> wrong, wrong Turf the wrong way. I used to be better than that. Wrong way that grain. You, that used to flip. <laughs> Don't nice me, bro, hot sauce. Let's call it nice. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, because the hot sauce nices you. Yeah. Ooh. There we go. See, we always come around. It goes around, comes around. <laughs> Sorry about D Glow. Um, <laughs> the Discraft Great Lakes Open. The were DGLO. The old, what is it? The good old or the good old? The good old. Well, I I think we all should start referring to it as DGLO since that's what Bert calls it. Yeah, the DGLO. I'm down. I'll do that's it. That's very funny. Every reel, he's like, "Yeah, we're out here." The DGLO. I mean, any normal person would yeah, no. jump to that conclusion. That's true, D-Glow, baby. But it's just funny. Did no one say? No like, one hey, said call like DGLO. Well, I mean, what were you gonna say? Like, you didn't say anything wrong. I know, but yeah, you're you right. would have thought yeah. you would have thought like everyone had been calling it Glow. It's funny whenever you say DGLO, I almost don't recognize that name. If they put a, they threw a stat if a up. teleprompter was put in front of me and it said DGLO, I'm reading. I would, yeah, I would no, say absolutely. DGLO. He didn't do anything. Connor, back off. Yeah, Connor, dude, hop off. Bert Kreischer, yeah, dude. To. What the frick, dude? Bert, get close. off the bear's back, bro. Um, <laughs> he's gonna bite you. Um, <laughs> they put on Disc Golf Network a like stat. They popped a stat up and it said LDGO. I'm imagining they just misspelled D-Glow. Because I was trying to think of like, what tournament is that they're talking about? It was yeah. like standings for like points. Yeah, no, and it said LDGO. I was like, oh, it's Ledgestone. And I was like, no. Maybe, but no, right? Lakes Discraft Great Open. Yeah, I think, I think it had to be D-Glow. And they I think it was a mistype. Put the L in the wrong Missed, spot. They were really just but it really threw me for a loop for it. a second. Yeah. Uh, anyway, L-Go. L-Go. Um, some results here on the FPO side. We had Owen Scoggins taking down her first ever Elite Series. Uh, Ella Hansen came in second. Cat Merch came in third. Um, Owen Scoggins proved you wrong, Trevor. She made you eat your words. She can win. She did win. She did. She Congratulate. No, listen. When I put the can't win curse on somebody, it's not that I don't want them to win. Uh, congratulations, Own breaking the curse. And to be fair, Own. Yeah, come on. We should have made you wear a shirt that said, like, I got owned. I got owned. And to be fair, like, own, it was always more of a question of just her age. Like, she can't throw as far. She's always a very skillful player. Um, you know, so, yeah, congrats to own, though. This is That's great for her. I'm glad she was able to get an Elite Series This win. was not a tournament I thought she was going to win. I obviously, I put her in the top top three on predictions because, like, yeah. at this point, especially in a field without Paige Pierce and Kristen Tatar, Owen Scoggins is the constant. Um, so I obviously had her in my top three, but... She's she's very consistent. I, I really thought this was going to be... I thought it was going to be Holland Hanley's weekend. It could have been. Yeah. But um, Ella Hansen, maybe I'm wrong for this, but I always just put her and Ella, her and Holland Hanley in the same category. And Ella Hansen was up there. 
Yeah. She was she was in and out of contention. It seemed like so Ella Hansen gained four strokes in the final round. Most of them though came at a time where it didn't really matter to be completely honest. Half it, of them. What yeah. when I was watching the coverage, it felt like if there was a stroke that mattered, Ella Hansen didn't get it. And if there was a big putt that didn't matter or was just to maintain pace with those Goggins, she was hitting those. That was kind of like, I feel like I've seen that out of a few FPO players this year. The ones that are kind of just like can't quite get over the hump and Ella would be one of them. You know, we saw her kind of collapse earlier at Waco. At, at Waco. Uh, yeah, there's just a few of them where I've seen that so often where they will climb back in to where it's like, okay, a two-stroke swing here and we really got something. And then they'll miss that crucial putt that gets you just close enough to apply pressure. And, you know, she was really the only one that, well, she was the only one that could apply pressure in that final round. Owen was, I think she ended up going wire to wire. Um, I believe I, I, think so. I believe I saw that. And um, that's awesome. Good for yeah. Owen. There wasn't really a challenge. No, because so if you look at the scoreboard, Owen Scoggins won by two. That's closer than it actually was. She had four strokes going into 18 bogeyed it to Ella Hansen's birdie, which cut it. But yeah, it was over. you aren't going to lose four strokes on 18. 18's yeah. a tough hole, but it's not that tough. Right. Um, and so it was over. It's just one of those, like, she won. Yeah. So there's nothing more to play for. Um, so she won by two. It was an impressive, impressive tournament. How for many Owen strokes Scoggins. did she gain on the field putting? Let's take a look at it. I liked, I think I saw people chatting about how... Gained putting 10.92. That's pretty significant. Yeah. It's pretty significant. She... Um, Led the field in C1X putting at 92%. Dang. And she was third in the field at Circle 2 putting at 20%. What about OB rate? She had five OBs. Ella Hansen had 10. Yeah. So that's, there there you go. So that, that's I think that's where, you know, that's where Ohm will beat you, right? Like Ella was the one in contention, and that's where she'll beat you, where she will keep the disc in play because she doesn't throw super far, but she'll keep it in play, and she'll get up and down because she can putt. Like she puts... At, she really has a different putting ceiling than a lot of the FPO players have. You see a lot of the FPO players putting ceiling come in uh, even in the mid 80s of percent for C1X and and owns is certainly into that in the mid 90s. Now here's a stat for you. It, it gets you a lot of strokes out there. There is a player who finished inside the top 10. Okay. Okay. I like this. And led the field, which is not a good stat to lead the field in, in amount of OB throws. Who was it? Inside the top 10? Yes. Missy Gannon. No, it was Haley, Haley King. King. It was my, it was my second guess. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, no, sh- that's King. not a shocker. She sprays it. Well, no, but what was surprising is how many. She had 24 OB strokes. And she had, how many did she end up losing by? She lost by 19 strokes total. Yeah, so she would have tied. Owen own. Scoggins had fit five OB yeah, strokes. So, so that's the difference. If they had the same <laughs> OB strokes, Haley yeah. King ties Owen Scoggins. No, it's, but, like, that is, yeah. like, for the longest time now, that has been the FPO field where keeping the disc in play because like Kristen is phenomenal and she's very good at disc golf but one of the things she does the best is she can putt absolutely she's a solid putter when her putter's on she's very good Uh, but she will keep the disc in play and she plays smart and she just kind of waits out everybody else to make mistakes and you know that's why it doesn't you know you know own winning it, it certainly was uh was probably coming because of just the nature of the field and Kristen not being there as well so yeah, I predict that Owen was going to win last weekend. You're I one off. I put Chick Fil A on it. I was one off, so You're I lost to Chick Fil A. We had another shocking performance out of Katrina Allen. Um, no, troubling. Troubling. <laughs> this one, this one was worse than last week. What um, was it? What was the strokes last week? To I think this it was twenty five. 
last week. I thought the first one this season was 25, and last week was Maybe more. 28. I don't know. This was 37. 37. New record? Yeah. At Are what we gonna, point? Do we need to start like doing can, a PR? Can I have a shock line of like when when she crosses this? Well, no, because if it's consi- <laughs> if it's consistent, it's not that's shocking. True. That's the problem. It's ah, like God. that's that's, that's where that's the fair. that's where so it, the only it lies. time it's going to be shocking is if she wins. There you no, go. No, but she's won this year too. At this point, maybe so if she, if at she this only point loses by two. No, at this point, I'm not even kidding you. The most shocking thing she could do is rattle off like five top fives in a row because that's what I was about that to say. would right be shocking now, the the thing that's consistent is that she's inconsistent yes that's so the only so the thing that would be shocking this, that, this, is that. that she starts to become consistent Ex- at being consistent exactly like <laughs> i'm in the belief, five top fives in a row and i'd be like she's she's really turned it around i'm in the belief that she's injured <laughs> i don't i i'm blocked on all social media so i can't see no, anything dude, no injury from posts her. they're not coming through but i'm in the belief i'm in the camp that she's injured mainly injured this camp. is a course this is a course if you go, if you've been watching Griplock for a while, I used to call Katrina Allen the greatest thrower of the disc in the field. Yep, because I she remember. just sucked at putting. I just I wondered, like, that. at this point, is the pre- has the pressure just got to her? Like, does she have cacorophobia out there? Like, is there just something's going on? Is I just don't know what's happening at this point. Yeah. Well, if you look at her stats, like she used to be queen of the fairways. I guess we can call her. Okay, not today. Fifty-five percent fairway hits, thirteen OB strokes. I mean, she didn't have a good stat. To be fair, <laughs> she lost six She's strokes. Well. She lost six strokes gained tee to green, which is Whoa. normally her forte. She lost four strokes in the putting green, and she threw away thirteen strokes at OB. Austin Hannon played well. Maybe it's a give or take. Like yeah, only wait, one. yeah, wait. There's only one half of the couple play well each week. We Maybe. need to look into that. We need to look into that. <laughs> um, no, but I. It wouldn't surprise me if she had a nagging injury and she's playing through it and like doesn't want to draw attention to it, and so she's like, because she is a player who. The whole reason I got blocked, I always make a joke about it, but the whole reason I got blocked was because she's posted anything. I I talk about players on social media about their performance on the course like I'm doing right now, and she didn't want to see it. She didn't want any of the noise. Blocking she's out a very noise. much like block out all of the noise person, and so she blocked me. That's where it came from. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if she was a similar thing of like, she doesn't want people making her excuses la- listen, for her. Last mm. post was on August 5th. It was for Happy National Disc Golf Day, and she said, enjoy this throwback to a younger, smoother, and more confident throwing version of me. Somebody who captioned a post like that, don't want to read into it too much, is probably not feeling confidence in their yeah, game. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, so, I can read into the scorecard and tell you that. Because she is still... Oh, God, she I is still... <laughs> it doesn't matter what... It doesn't matter what her score shows. She is one of the most talented FBO players. Period. She what she is capable of out there. She won. She won two world titles. You know what she is capable of out there. Only is really eclipsed by Kristen Tatar and Paige Pierce. Sure, realistically, what she's capable of. It's just she. She's thirty-seven strokes off of Owen Scoggins. That's when a, she should be. That's a. That, that's just a lot of like. If you go in, if you went into that out. tournament, yeah. If you went into that tournament and you like in your cat and somebody tells you you are going to lose nine shots around. Wait, yeah, yeah. Nine shots around to own Scoggins. You'd 9. be like, 25. you'd be like, what are you t- like? That's not even possible. I could jump putt around the course and not do that, and that's just what happened. That's crazy. That's a lot of strokes. Um, that's like a whole. That, that that is just a lot of strokes. Now across the pond, the European Disc Golf Championships went down. This is a f- phenomenal event. I've heard of it before, but basically, the old European only European born players are allowed in, right? And you wear the colors of your country. Is that allowed? Yeah, sure it is. I don't know. Yeah, President's Cup. Um, you you wear the colors of your country for the entire week, so it's like a country pride thing. 
Um, and it was apparently a title that Kristen Tatar hasn't had before and has been longing for. She, rounds one, two, and three, was putting on an absolute clinic. Like, round two, we don't really go into ratings on this show. But we might have 1054 to. rated round two. Mm-hmm. One of the highest rated FPO rounds of all time. I think the highest was 1059 we looked up. Yeah, something like that. Jonesboro, so, Paige Pierce. Essentially, you put them on different courses, it's the greatest FPO round of all time. Um, one of them, it, by all means. And she had built this incredible lead. No one could even come close to her. But then round four happened. She still won, don't worry. But she shot eight over at this course to get her total for the tournament to 11 under. It was still enough to win by three strokes because she's Kristen. But it did bring up a lot of questions. She was very emotional at the award ceremony. Um, Some people were leaning into she got hurt during that final round. And some people initially, the rumor was that she re-hurt her elbow that she had surgery on. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, other people said that she's told something and obviously she doesn't speak English when she was doing interviews in Europe, in Estonia. Um, but she told someone and they translated it that she hurt her hand. I haven't seen that clip. Someone yeah, just commented people that. People were reading into it a lot cause she was emotional, which is fair enough. And she played really bad obviously, but like, you know, she had kinetic tape on her elbow. Well, that's, she, she, I, she, I think she, I, yeah, I think she wears that all the time. Yeah. That's very typical mm-hmm. with people with a history of, of, of injury on, on their joints. Um, I will say eight over in the final round and like she did let her competitors back into it like she still won by three but she did open the door a little bit maybe she was just a little that bored. is unkristen like maybe she was just bored just so like, it does what's... point like there could be an injury of some type i haven't seen any posts from her andrew to, andrew would make sense i haven't seen any posts from her to say and she typically is very open about it like normally if there is an injury she doesn't like go in and like make it as an excuse, but she's normally like update you a lot. Hopefully she's healed so up now for So I'm going to, I'm going to say if it is an injury, it's just more of like she's hurt. She got hurt. Like something yeah. hurt her that final round where it's not like an ongoing thing she's worried about. Um, Cause I think if it was, she would have made a post, but maybe she's trying to get diagnosed and she's going to make a post later. It is troubling though, that, that final round. That word again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully she's not injured. Yeah, I, I don't know be what honest. I'm going to do. If Kristen's hurt, and we got to watch, I mean... Well, I'm going to be honest. Watching D-Glow, the FPO field needs Kristen Tatar. They need it. Um, they need Kristen Tatar, Paige Pierce healthy, and Katrina Allen back in confidence. What the FPO field needs. If we go into Worlds, and if Kristen's injured, let's just lean into that narrative. Kristen's injured, Paige Pierce obviously isn't going to be able to play, and Katrina Allen might as well be injured. Worlds is wide open. Paige Shu might repeat and win at, at GMC again. Is when she won her last one in 2018. Yeah. Who? All right. Let's 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 break it down right now. If that scenario, if Katrina still is playing really bad. Yeah. Well, let's not even let's not even say that. Let's just say with no Paige and if Kristen were out, who's who's going to win Worlds? If no Paige and Kristen's out. Yeah. I mean, can we say Chris Cat's going to play bad? Sure. Because like I would still pick Cat. You would. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Losing nine strokes around like that. Is, but you flip a coin. You're right. She's won twice this year. You just yeah, said. that's for sure. Um, if if Cat, if we're gonna say Cat's playing bad, period, then Valerie Mandahano would be my pick. Why though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. That's what I'm saying. Well, if, I, if, I don't even courses, know. Like, if you look at the courses, I mean, you could go the Own Scoggins would be the safe pick. I think it would be owned. But I don't think these courses play super well to forehand, and she's not scared to try backhands. She's just not as good at it. So, like, I think, I think she would be trying a lot more backhands than she... Get owned, 2023. But oh. Kristen's going to be back. Kristen's going to win, and we're not going to worry about it. 
Get owned 2023. Okay, yeah. let's go to MPO side. We had Simon Lazat taking down Eagle McMahon coming in second. And the then you had Chris Dickerson yeah. and Cole Rodallin tying for third. Fun leaderboard, man. Uh, it was a very fun leaderboard. It was a very exciting tournament overall. Overall, This is Simon's second win of the year. Um, he had a very strong close to this tournament because I think he didn't have the strongest round one, if I'm not mistaken. His round one... He was only five under. At five under. He was he was nine under he went after five two under, rounds. Four under. Yeah. and then went eleven ten. Yeah, he finished. His which twenty one under, which is what he did for two rounds, would put him in the. He would have been in sixth, seventh place. Yeah, his fa- his final two rounds were absolutely ridiculous. And and Simon, you know, we had kind of already seen a glimpse of like what we came to expect from Simon last year. Obviously, he won like five times or whatever. But he's never really been super consistent in between. Although when you have that many wins, there's not even that much time in between wins. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just cleaning up at one point part of the season, and I, I think that this year with it now getting a second win, and right now there's only one guy with three elite series wins. Um, yeah, the player of the year talks very so. So yeah, he gets himself back into that conversation because if he could get a third win, you know who knows what could happen. And guess what's coming up soon? What MVP? Ooh. Is he not the defending champion of that tournament? Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. Uh, so I, Simon has cemented himself once again as a player who is not the most consistent on tour, but when he's at his best and the course kind of fits what he his you know his play style, he is darn near impossible to beat. His putt was working. You know, when his putt is on, it's such a thing of beauty. He was smoothing all his drives out there. He was getting his angles down. I, yeah, he just couldn't like he. It was one of those rounds where like he had. Um, you know, it was basically a him and eagle duel going into that final round. Gets a two-stroke swing on the first hole, and then just put the foot on the gas and, yeah. and said, "Nobody's catching up to me the rest of this round." Yeah, there was more in it than just him and eagle, but they were the they were tied. Right, and um, eagle just never gave them a chance to get back into. It. At the end no. of the day, with the score that Simon shot, nobody was going to catch him. No. Uh, it was up to eagle, and you know, really, eagle just had that tough break at the beginning. Yeah, eagle had a bogey on one and a bogey on sixteen. Yeah, and that was that was basically all she wrote. That was the story. <laughs> that bogey on one was a brutal. Yeah, because that was a rollaway, right? Yeah, yeah, just just hit a rollaway. Um, but it was, I believe, Stat Mando put this out, and I hope that I don't butcher the stat because I don't have it in front of me. But I believe it was the first time ever Simon and Eagle were on a lead card yeah. in the final round of an, of an NT or Elite Series. It's true. Yeah, which is the, crazy to think because they've mm, been. They have gone. I think they said they had gone one two before. It was at a memorial that Simon won, but this is the first time they were on a. So yeah, it was like it was very funny because you know we've been out of the like Crush Boys era for like what only like maybe a year and not even. And I was still like when they said it, I was kind of like, huh, like that's okay. That's a cool stat. And I was like, oh yeah, like those, they're kind of like the guys, like they yeah. were like, they were like boys. Like I'm sure they're still friends, but like they were like the crush boys. Like this is a really cool thing that we're seeing them mm-hmm. compete on Lee card. I think it's cause it's funny because like, you know, Eagle's been hurt. Simon's had an injury past their games have kind of evolved a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it was still awesome. And they still well, throw is, really far. This is also the first time Eagle McMahon's ever lost at Deeglo. Yeah. He played it twice, won it twice. And then now he just came in second. He, um, yeah, Eagle, uh, he played fine, and he did some yeah. heroic things. I mean, that shot on, was it 15, uh, the one where he went over the top with like that roller angle? Yeah. And then made the long putt? I mean, that, I believe was, that, was, 15. that was just heroic. His putt, um, 15 was 27 feet. Mm, what, what, That's a par four. Yeah, no. 13, he hit a 70-footer. It was 13 then. Yeah, yeah it was 13. Yeah, par two, or so, par three. Yeah, two. it was the 500-foot one or whatever. Yeah, 526. Yeah, so he threw that crazy shot. Like, he did. He made some heroic plays to get himself, like, keep himself in the mix. He just threw some bad shots as well. He, he had quite a few drives where he was, like, 
trying to throw Heiser flip to turns and letting him go early yeah. left. Like he was really struggling with that line and it just wasn't enough. It was going to take a lot. Um, now, one storyline we got to touch on, Calvin Heimberg was in the mix. Dude, he wasn't in it. Well, he was in it. Oh, he was in the it. Final round, but he was in the mix. He, he was all. tied tied for the lead. I mean, he was a few holes ahead, but he was tied a good way into that round. Well, yeah, because the dude had two eagle throw-ins. Like 250-plus so feet. <laughs> one was hole six, 297-foot throw-in. Yeah. Then he birdies hole seven, birdies hole eight, birdies hole nine, and then has a 278-foot eagle throw-in on hole seven 10. seven under through five holes, and in that... That will just that just doesn't happen like period and on that course on that stretch that'll never happen again. I saw he someone posted the video. I don't know if it was the Pro Tours post or he posted it because that, that both happened. But Ezra commented and was like, "If you don't stop, people are going to actually believe our." Ace I post was thinking the ago. exact same thing <laughs> when it happened. Uh, well, funny. and it was crazy because it was one of those things where it, it, I'll, pro, I'll give the Pro Tour Network props. Like it actually played out on coverage really well because he had thrown the first win a few holes back. Okay, whatever. That was awesome. And then we're on the lead card and you hear just the loudest roar. And that could only really be from the chase card uh, because that there's not huge galleries everywhere. And, you know, I'm kind of like, whatever. But then, you know, they, they do, they don't spoil anything. They just get to the shot of Calvin to the playback. And as soon as you see it switch to him getting ready to throw, you're just thinking, absolutely no way it was the same thing with the eights yeah you're just like there's absolutely no way that calvin's about to do this because he had just done it already so it was just disbelief and then watching it go in it was it was really well done on coverage um and it it was crazy like such a such a low chance like play two throw-ins from that distance it was awesome because at ledgestone you were on um i forget what hole we were on i think that it was still the ace it just happened so andrew marwe just threw in on hole seven for an ace and then Ricky's putting, and you just hear a roar. Yeah. And the commentators go, man, a roar happened from somewhere down the course, or something like that. They, yeah. They, and that's all they touch on. And they were obviously covering Calvin, so then Ricky makes the putt, and it cuts to Calvin. Yeah. Tee shot. And then all they said was, and here's Calvin teeing off on hole 10. And so then you watch the ace, and you still, like, the whole flight, you're like, wow, that looks really good, but you don't, you don't know that's where the roar came from. Yeah. Because there's a chance the roar comes from, you know, somewhere you know, hold 12 with the water tower and there's a bunch of people there and there's not yeah. on coverage. Well, yeah, it's like this mixture. Whenever you see it, whenever I saw it panda Calvin, it was just a mixture of like, oh my gosh, he just threw it in and like, surely not. Like yeah. there's still like that little like disbelief because you're like, yeah. surely they're just panning to his shot next, but there's no way that he throws this mm. in. Uh, yeah, crazy. And I, for a second there, you know, he got tied to the lead, obviously a few holes ahead, but I was like, I'll tell you what, Calvin is about to tear this course up, have two throw-ins, and just shove the whole narrative he's been fighting, from us mainly, <laughs> right down our throats. Like, it's about to be just like a statement win. But and instead... It wasn't. Instead, you get the whole 14 bogey, 15 bogey. He was playing... 16 birdie, 17 bogey, 18 par. He was playing really aggressive. I, I And I, I applaud that because, like, he... He kind of had to to, yeah. to get back into it, and he, his mistakes were ultimately him trying to... I mean, when he went OB... Uh, that first time, that was new OB. It was really a tough break. Um, but he was playing super aggressive, and that's how what he had to do. It ha- It was going to have to be just a fairy tale round. Yeah. But uh, it was fun to watch. It was very fun to watch him pushing and everybody kind of pushing. There was a lot of emotion in that final round. Uh, Radon and Dickerson were playing solid for a lot of that round. Um, yeah, they did nothing They, they made nothing some wrong. great putts. 
Kevin Jones was trying to push. Just he was just missing a few crucial shots. But there there was a lot of excitement. Well, was, he would have finished in solo third, but he um, double bogeyed eighteen. He even had a putt to be what would have ended up being tied for third. Missed dude, that. Well, Radalan missed the most valuable putt. He the, he had a putt for solo third uh, and missed it, and it was a pretty makeable one. And I gotta imagine that putt would have been worth a good amount of money. Yeah, I mean nothing crazy because he still finished tied for third. I so mean, you you split t yeah third and fourth together. I'm, he lost half the money he could have if he would have. Yeah, I, when you get something. when you get that high up in elite series, those those putts start getting well, worth like it was worth. I, I mean probably over five hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of money for a for I a mean, for a guy footer. that just won last week and took him twelve grand. Yep, still a lot of money. He's probably only made like he's probably made twenty something this 36 year. Thirty six grand this year. Yeah, without Deglo in there, so it's five hundred dollars. Still a lot of money to him. Where I, is the? I mean, he Venmoed me for it. He asked me to Venmo him for his Chick Fil A. He was good on that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have payout out out yet. It's depressing. I just like it as a storyline that like I like that our purses have at least gotten to the point where like that putt that he missed, like you could tell he was upset about it because. Yeah, points wise, he's still going to get third place points, but that was worth a good bit of money. So the difference between third That's, and fourth and FPO was fourteen hundred bucks. So tying third and fourth would be like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a costly that's a costly putt to miss mm-hmm. right there. This just something when I was watching golf and the stroke was like Victor Hovland just made one point four million with a putt. Like that was the difference between first and second. And we're talking five hundred bucks. That's well, where my mind scales. Like, well, you got to scale their net worths. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. That's that's why I'm like seven hundred bucks. Like if it was like a two thousand, I'd be like, oh frick, yeah. I mean, I, I would, still think I would I miss still, a putt for seven hundred. Yeah, I was about to say someone puts you in front of the basket and says seven hundred dollars. Yeah, just, you yeah. This. I just that's where my that, mind that's is coming mo- from. That, is I was just I, I watched you. Victor Hovland and like the difference between first and second was one point four million dollars, and like that's what a putt's worth. That is your mistake. Take four zeros away. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean yeah, bigger numbers. Five zeros away, but Dang. I think I mean six. One point four million to also tours in a van. I'm pretty sure something crazy. Um, it's a lot of tanks of gas. 700 bucks. Yeah, it's true. I don't know where this just got thrown in, hey. but <laughs> we, to you audio listeners and visual listeners, it might look like just a random cut just happened because we got up and we walked away post-recording the show and we remembered we didn't talk about probably one of the biggest storylines from D-Glow, so we had to turn around our butts and walk back to the desk. Sometimes we're silly To gooses. sit down and talk Most into of the this. Times we're well, get credit where credit's due. You had it in your notes. It's in my notes. And I just we, skipped it. We just like... Fast forwarded and yeah, we just missed it. We started talking about stupid stuff. So, anyways, <laughs> we got to talk about hole sixteen. Um, so, if you're if you didn't watch coverage um, and you aren't aware, basically what happened is sixteen is this par three jaw dropping. It's like an island green, but there's not a drop zone. Um, if you cross the island, there's a drop zone if you're short. Yeah, Eagle McMahon throws OB. Simon Lazat's in the driver's seat now, up by three at this point. And so he does a very big brain play we'll call it because he realizes if he yeah. throws deep of this island it's like a 400 foot hole if he throws deep of this island he has like a 16 footer for par so it takes yeah. out pretty much because if you go for the island you got to go under this tree by going cr- over the tree it takes out all risk as long crosses, as you have enough power yeah if he crosses anywhere dissects that island he is in a better position than eagle because yes. eagle is going to the drop zone he would be going somewhere way up by the basket so he just Grabbed a disc and just launched I, a full power shot I'm into never, the woods deep. Never in my life have I been so confused watching coverage 
I, the commentators were confused. Literally, you just see the disc go up out of frame. It went. It looked like it went straight up in the air because he was had he had to get it up in the air to get over the trees. So in my mind, I was like, my first thought was, was that disc upside down? Did he just throw a grenade? And then you just see cameras panning around, and then it zoom on a area that's presumably way long out of bounds. And like, we were also. I was like, what did Simon just do? Like, what was he thinking? And then they get the drone shot, and they the commentators. I will I'll give them credit; they pieced it together pretty quickly. Um, and then they finally show you the higher view of the shot, and you can see what Simon was doing—just throwing a full power shot. Like his goal was to land nowhere near that island; he just wanted to mm-hmm. go through it. I've never been so astounded, and it was it was hilarious. It gained him a stroke on eagle. Yeah, it was all said and done. It was very funny. It gave him a U disc counted as a sixteen foot tap in for par absolute disaster if you're a course designer yeah apparently Nate Heinland <laughs> wasn't too happy which makes sense but I mean really all OB should have went to the drop zone I've we've always had our issues with that rule it's a weird in one. general where you would have the idea that you would have bad shots just get far enough that they'd go out of bounds and it, it, like anytime you have a par three where a guy can throw a shot that's really should be punished but because he goes OB near the basket he's going to be in the right spot you go OB in the right spot and you have a short putt like and it, and it's a tough one because if you want to bring the OB in close to baskets which they do a lot at D-Glow that's good it makes the, the course harder but you can't have that rule then uh, at least on that situation with the island well it's just something that because it's like it, this is the only scenario it would have come into play. Well, the, well, uh, but yes and no. It was not an easy shot what Simon did. There's yeah. Also, few, to be fair, yeah, his shot was not a piece of cake. There's but, maybe four or five guys in the field, yeah. maybe more. But by looks of it, you had yeah. to throw four hundred. You had to throw almost five hundred feet. It was downhill, yeah. but you had to throw it up over trees. So like a lot of guys couldn't do that, that one. Was it? That one wasn't five hundred, was it? I think that three ninety six. Yeah, that one was. That was. But I'm yeah. saying it's probably like five hundred feet of power. Yeah, no, it was going, a rip. You're going, and he cleared it you easily. Have to, you have to clear the island. You can't throw yeah. that shot and mess up and be you, short. It's the rare Here's scenario. The short. <laughs> it's the rare like situation where you have OB and near a basket close enough that there's incentive, and then you also have a throw where there is room to go up. Because there, are, if you had a lot of holes where even if there's not an island, but it's like, wow, this hole is so difficult, like trying to go down the fairway, but I can just launch it long and take an easy par. Like there could be holes like that. Sure. But then you're like but it's running at that point. Right. Well, it's a, it's a rare combination of things. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh, it was the best. I will say the commentators kind of fell in love with this intentional OB. So I don't know if you heard it, but like Eagle crushed a shot on 18 yeah. In my opinion, it looked like he was trying to turn a disc over and didn't get the turn. It just went OB. And Doss immediately goes, I think he was trying to throw that OB because he knew it would get him to the corner. you get him down for the par there. I think that was an intentional OB shot. I love it. They and love I was it. like, I think you're just still swooned by Simon shot a few holes ago. Hey, I don't know, though. Eagle, Eagle did. I mean, it, what to, to be fair, he had he was kind of locked in place, so maybe well, he was to, just like, whatever. Well, that's what Doss was saying. If he, if he guaranteed the par, then he knew he was locked into second. Like it was a par. So that was what Doss was trying to say. And to be fair, Eagle did go OB by like 70 feet. So there is a chance, but there's also a chance that Eagle just tried to turn something and didn't turn. Like he was just being like, and that was happening a lot. Like he was just ticked off and wanted to get as far up there and like maybe try to throw in for Eagle just for the sake of it. Which I think I, that's what I thought was going on when I watched it, Mm -hmm. but they immediately grasp onto, I think he was trying to get himself the best possible spot by just ripping the shot OB straight. I was like, you know what? The intentional Maybe. OB. Put in the comments below, is is uh, was Simon's play genius? And also, is the intentional OB, should it be removed or is it part of the game now? I think it's part of the game. Comments below. But you can comment that below. Also comment below, 
what is Deagle going to look like next year? Because that's definitely not going to be able to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can tell you for free that won't be the, yeah. the way that hole's played anymore. It'll be interesting if like, all OB shots go to a drop zone. It is a, it's a silly idea to put in an island, but be like, well, if you cross the island, you take out all the teeth of the island hole. Like A lot of shots on an island hole will get somewhere near the island. Well, I would imagine the the heart of behind that is like, if you threw down the, down the middle and you like trickled OB up there, you threw a good shot and you just got. They just don't make it an island hole though. It's when they add it, make it an well, island. Well, it's because hole. like if you miss short, they don't want you to re tease. The whole reason the drop zone's there. Yeah, imagine imagine seventeen at USDGC and all you do is blast it into the water like I did in that video. Yeah, and then you went straight there well, like, and had a par putt. I feel like that's a different essence. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Because this was a four hundred foot par yeah. three hard enough hole. Yeah. Well, it'll be different next. It year, will definitely sure. be different next year <laughs> for sure. Okay. Well, back to the regular schedule programming. We just couldn't post this episode and not have this in here so that was there we go we covered it it's like four dickerson so dickerson performed very well out here came in third place tied for third with cole um this is a good time for dickerson to get hot because the guy is very good at gmc choked it away last year because he started playing soft and i can smell it coming from a mile away that dickerson's gonna win worlds he i can smell it it. would turn a lot of things around it's the guy's a major champion uscgc I think that world of GMC plays into his favor, plays into his hands. Yeah, um, he'll, be, he'll be a pretty. It'll be interesting. I mean, Ricky, Ricky's hanging around. Ricky's always good at GMC. Yeah, he's just kind of and he's just kind of chilling, taking he's like not top having tens a right bad now. season by any means. He's no. not winning. Well, he's got two wins. Yeah, but I'm saying like the. Um, the I mean, the, look at his the top here. is three right now. For for his for like past season standard, yeah, but well, I mean, it's just like every week he's not like podium, podium, podium. Yeah, you know I mean? no, he hasn't been getting his in wins come from the much. preserve. He only has one win, unless I'm crazy. Yeah, just the preserve. Oh, he's his a other silver. wins a silver. A silver. So he has one win, You're right? Um, but everything else, like he's just not playing bad. Yeah, he, like the open at Austin was his first tournament he, back. He, I believe, DNF'd, but then he goes eighth, sixth, eleventh, win at a silver, ninth, sixth, eighteenth, win yeah. at the preserve, fifth. Sixth at European Open, third at Ledgestone, tenth at Idlewild, and then eighth here. He hasn't been in contention on the stretch as much. I've seen no, him. Yeah. I've seen him like a lot of like chase or third cards. You're just not hearing his name, yeah. but he's doing fine. Yeah, so he's, he's in he's a he's in like a sleeper position where he could easily pop off and win worlds. Yeah, it's Rick. Paul should be back. You have to pick Paul in your top three for worlds feel- because ten years in a row you'd be right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to do that. I feel like um, uh, I feel like that year Dickerson won USDGC was kind of like that too. Where like that was just like the crowning achievement of that season. Maybe I'm wrong. But it was his what 2020 season? Yeah. Well, I guess there wasn't a whole lot of disc golf played that season. There wasn't it was a ton. the only major. Um, 2020. What else did he win? Anything else? Here? I just remember it being like maybe just he won a bunch of A and B tiers. Um, he came in eighth at DDO, second at Deglo, second at Idlewild, third at Ledgestone. 13th at GMC, 5th at Maple Hill, 2nd at Music City, 1 USDGC, 2nd at the Tour Championship. So they didn't win anything else. So that, Yeah, I remember it being that kind of season, and there wasn't as many events that year, but where it was like, that was kind of a big win. I can I can kind of sniff it, because we were kind of cooling off on Chris Dickerson. He wasn't playing so well at the beginning of the year. He he did just come 30th at Idlewild, though. Yeah, he does, he does heat up a little bit towards the end of the season, and I could totally see him. I mean, or even repeating at USDDC, I can I can for sure see him just snagging a major and just kind of turning a not great season into a an awesome one. Like that's all it would take is win a major. Worlds is going to be very interesting because you have a lot of players right now. Five rounds too. You have a lot of players right now that a win at Worlds puts them top of the list for Player of the Year. Like there's what three or four guys: Simon, Gannon, Gannon, Gannon Calvin. Calvin. Ricky has a win. Rick is. 
borderline, very so, borderline. You're there, Isaac Robinson, because then you have two, two majors. majors. That's yeah, equivalent of like four and a half wins. And it's it's a jumbled up so mess like, right now. Yeah, yeah, real and all of those players have a chance at GMC. Absolutely. Isaac Robinson, very sleeper chance. Like Dude. I think not a lot of people are talking about. It'd be him. sick if Isaac Robinson just like each year was cleaning up one to two majors. Like just, what if he just wins? Didn't really won a ton of other events and just winning majors. Major guy. He's Brooks Kepka. I mean, if they keep holding that that Champions Cup at, at WR for the extended history of it, I mean, he's going to be tough to beat out there. I'd agree. He's going to be real tough. Uh, but it'll be a very interesting um, world championship coming in. Um, now I'm trying to look down here. Anyone that was surprisingly bad this weekend? I mean, I feel like. I would have expected Marweed or Presnell to do a little better out there. Ben Callaway's done good out here in the past and do great. Proctor, I picked in my top three, came in 33rd. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> the proctologist. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's actually take a look here because now we're going into the next playoff event eventually. There'll be another cut. It's like, what, three weeks from now? Yeah, and there's a bunch of tournaments in between now and then, so yeah. the playoffs don't really mean anything. We can talk about that if we want. I don't understand the playoffs. I just, I want to wrap my mind around it, but like, this is what happens here. You have D-Glo playoff next week, which to be fair, this is probably gonna be the weakest field of the year, the AFDO. Um, Rochester, you don't want to go? Silver event, right? Field yeah. back wide open, as far as I know. Yeah, should be. So we go playoff event, we cut it, we're getting cutthroat, here we go, it's the end of the year. Oh, everyone's back playing silver event. Oh, everyone's back playing a major. Points are worth way more. Oh, another silver event. Playoff event. We're back in it. Like, what the frick are we doing? I like that voice. Yeah, I do too. They yeah. do. So, USCGC doesn't count for points. So, at least after MVP, you know who's in the tour championship. At least they did that. The very but least. It's 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 weird that we, like, got into playoff mode just to pop out of it for Worlds and two silver events. Silver events, especially. Like, Worlds is one thing. I still think it's unacceptable, but it's one thing. Why are you scheduling Start calling the play-ons instead of like the playoffs, these right? Events, Is he right? These boys? silver events should be wraparounds. The regular season's over. Is there going to be wraparounds this year? I'm sure. Probably. But like the these two playoff events, the regular season's done. Yeah. This, if you, these are wraparound events, what they should be, if you want to do that, if you want to have silver events in between here for players. But it doesn't matter, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, so the cut to MVP, as far as we know, um, is what? We said 80? 50? Well, it's supposed to be 72. 72. That's Let me look at the MVP. To be. I think you can go to registration on what here. What is it actually? Who knows? And they, they say what it is. Um, well, yeah, it's a whole different question, right? It's a whole different question, guys. Yeah. Online registration. Let's start calling the play on. So, top 72 <laughs> is supposed to be it. Beyond. Yeah. The problem was nice. D-Glo yeah, was supposed sing. to be 80, right? Mm-mm, 96. Deagle was supposed to be 96. It was. There was 80 registered at one point. Deagle was supposed to be 96, but there's yes. players as low as like 170th getting in this thing. You also had Mountain Buu Kajiyama, highest rated player in the world. He came in 61st or something. Um, Dang, that's he, not going to be highest rated player in the world. He, yeah, he averaged like 990. Um, uh, Mountain He like a drift car driver. slid in there and like he hadn't played any Pro Tour events. So was he just like the sponsor exemption for Prodigy or something? Like I don't, I don't understand the playoff model but anyways Mm-mm. top 72 if the line is drawn in the sand as it should be wow jake not going mon to be, takes one spot in yeah so J- well, unreal but, but you gotta remember we have worlds 
you've got to remember we and have he's worlds also registered for a silver and event. a silver event. So it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, this is really not a pointless update at this point. Yeah, should I even do it? Probably not. Yeah, it I was going to just. What well, doesn't like, matter yet? Here's the line, but it doesn't matter. Well, Why I, are we in the playoffs? I'd be more. It'd be, it would make more sense to talk about the tour championship okay, line. Okay, like tour championship to up, Like who went in and who went out? Um, Presnell almost dropped out. We had no one jumped in. Unless someone jumped a ton of spots. Burridge got closer. Burridge got closer. Burridge is now like 20-some points away. Um, so the line is... You have Andrew Presnell. He is the line in 31st. Vino Makala is in 30th. Chris Clemens is in 29th. Nico LaCastro helped secure his spot. Yeah. He's jumped up to 28th now. Top 15. Robert Burridge is right at the line. 32nd. Double G is in 33rd. Which the line, to be fair, is at 31 because of Parker Welk, who is qualified based on his DDO win. Yeah. Um, so the line's at 31, not 32. Something to keep in mind. Something so to think about. Robert Burridge, Double G, Paul Ulibarri, Eric Oakley, Chandler Kramer, Brody Smith, all on the outside looking in right now. Very tough to get into the um, championship. Brody Smith is going to have a very hard time. He is well, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. 70, 73 points it's away. It's going to come down to Worlds. It's He's like, not playing a silver event this weekend, yeah. so his chances are Worlds in the MVP He's Open. He's got to go into the woods in Vermont over five rounds and somehow string together like a top 15. The good news is he's would, a better woods a player than everyone in front of him. <laughs> Not true. But he's got a chance. Because uh, GMC does have that one course that's a little more open. Watch out for sneaky Eulabari. That's um, true, it does. Yuli could definitely Yulibari sneak the in there. Eulabari uh, the snake? Yeah, Eulabari the snake. Yeah, so basically, it, Silas Schultz even, with a, if they have really good performances at Worlds and MVP, there's a lot of players that could get in there. It's just yeah. going to take some serious work. Um, I would say the player that is safe, the first player I would call like, yeah, this guy's not going to be bumped out. We'll call Ben Calloway, twenty third. Oh, Joel's not getting slid out. Probably not. Joel's good, but it's like based on performance, he should be fine with his performance. But four sixty is like catchable if he if he sucked. True. Okay, I respect. You see what I'm you. saying? FPO wise, let's see if it's any anything of interest over here. We have the lines drawn at 19 because I think, yeah, Valerie Mandahano has won. So she's auto in. Um, so right now there's a tie between Lisa Fakus and Hannah Wynn. Holly Finley's on the outside An looking in. An actual tie. That's crazy. Yeah, to point two five. I want, what is the tiebreaker? Do we remember from like, no, there wasn't a tie between Paul and Rick that year. It was Rick like got him by a little bit. Yeah. He had I, want an, I want a tiebreaker and I want it to be like a putt off. Um, on a skyscraper. So the outside looking in right now, Hannah Wynn, Holly sick. Finley, Rebecca Cox, Alexis Mandahano. That's the uh, outside. Alexis Mandahano is charging though. She's charging. She's gonna sneak in there, I'm telling you. I mean she's only eight points out. Yeah, so she's, yeah. she's gonna get in most there. likely. Alexis Mandahano is, is it's really a little bit of a dog fight. Well. I mean Lisa Fakus with her performance at Deglo just got in. She moved up two spots. Rebecca Cox just fell out. Gosh. So it's gonna be a lot of back and forth to see who ends up at the tour championship. Um, Vegas. And the two main ones are going to be Worlds and MVP, but the two silvers in between also have yeah, something to we're say. We're getting real it. close to Worlds. Who's, um, ready, who's ready for a companion stream, huh? I'm very ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. Hit him with it. I'm sick of the playoffs when I'm excited. I, I only have I, one playoff. The play-ons. If you guys don't mind me derailing us for one on. second. That's fine. I'm about to go to Trevor's Trivia. So. All right, cool. This is a good time. I think I just thought of the best pressure putting scenario, as in like the okay. best way to put the most... I won't say the most possible pressure. Yeah, so like point a gun a at him. Very <laughs> close. Oh. So. You take him to New London. You put a one wheel on the line. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. No. This is like, this is also very unrealistic. This is not mm-hmm. a real scenario. Okay. They're on a platform. Okay. okay. 
on like in between two skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. All right, so fifteen feet, and uh, they're on the platform, and the basket's right there, and like fifteen feet away on a different platform. But their platform is held up by ropes. Okay, like ten ropes. Okay, and every time you miss a putt, one of those ropes get cut. I'm not putting. Yeah, well, you have to, I think, in this You're scenario. You're just going to stay no- up there the rest of your life. and and you Okay, so you're trying to get from one side of the platform to the other side. Every putt you make is 10 feet you can move, and you're 100 feet away. How far are the putts? 15 feet. And how many ropes do I have? 10. Uh, this isn't a game. This isn't a game. I'm just telling you, like, that would make a lot of putting pressure, right? Death. Well, yeah, because you're dying. <laughs> yeah, death. You're dying. You basically yeah. just said, you know what's scary? No, death. It's, no, it's <laughs> not just death. You also have the pressure of, like, you're, you're, I mean, thousands of feet in the air. Right. Which so, is on the other side of that. Well, right. But like he's saying, like you're yeah, also yeah, being that, scared. Not, you're I'm also like that. looking it in the yeah, eye as well. You're not just scared of like, I'm going to die. You're also scared of, I'm terrified of my scenario. Yeah. Like of I, my situation. Yeah, I, I, that, you're right. That is scary. Maybe that, it's Patreon video. That it's, yeah. <laughs> that's scary. It would be like. I think I'm just rapid firing all 10. <laughs> <laughs> just start. And, and just like four hands around the scubers. basket. I'm just, just, just get it over with. Because like you don't want to be sitting over that last putt. You don't want to be sitting over that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Last and you're like, I have to make eight. In last a row. place I want to be is sitting over that. <laughs> and last I was trying missed. to balance on a board on one rope. <laughs> like you've made one. You've made one putt out of the first eight Gosh, or nine. Dude. This so you why have to make eight and you have to make nine in a row. My chest hurts. The only the, like I'm just throwing them all just fast and like just need to cut all the ropes from there. Like <laughs> the one thing about like. uh the Mr. Beast videos that is kind of crazy is that like when he get when he brings in when it, when him and his friends are were doing challenges back in the day, they were already getting rich, so like they started caring less and less about winning an island or whatever. Uh, but when they bring in random people, a lot like that's real life pressure. It's like and, I can barely make rent, but now I have an island. Well, and well, I was like say, here's a question: It would be cool if we had the ability. Like I, I wish we had the ability. To be like, okay, Connor, if you make this 30-footer, you get $50,000. And like, you're like, well, yeah, of course you do. But not not because of just the monetary thing, but just because I want to see what happens to people <laughs> under that kind of pressure. I want to know what would happen to me if you put me in front of a 10-foot putt and said, if you make this, you get a million dollars. I want to see what my body would do. I would just convulse and shut down. Like, I just want to, I want to know what it's like to feel that much pressure. I think my I think that I would go blind. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You would you, just get tunnel vision, and then you wouldn't see anything. If uh, if you were like on one of those Mr. Beast challenges, right? Yeah. And you win the end results, you win an island. Uh-huh. But like the stipulations, you can't sell it, or you like don't know how to sell it. That's a bummer. Are you even excited? No. Can I, I rent I it out? I'm Can I rent it out? As a, it'd be a sick Airbnb. Yeah, that's true. You well, could, is there even a house on it? You could find could a way to make profit off eventually. But yeah, I would not be super excited. Yeah, I'd be like... If it was like a if it was a challenge that was going to cause me I'm a lot be, of trouble, super, I would not last I mean, long. if it was like if it was like I had the chance of winning a million dollars or the well, island, most of them, then I well, wouldn't be super excited. Because like, how are you even getting out to the just island like, anyways? We're getting way off task right now. Well, that's what most of them, Mr. B says, he gives you cash or the yeah or the prize mm, so like yeah. some people like say well, I don't not really a lot of labor not a lot of use for an island because then you gotta oh, get that's out what I was there thinking. It's like, a boat <laughs> now every vacation i'm like obligated to go to my private island because like you gotta use it <laughs> you're right no i and it's kind of like, like well do i really want to go down there there's no restaurants like, yeah i gotta go cook all my food i have to fly i have to bring food in on my boat i would airbnb it yeah, but then you got to build on it. You, you got to build it now. Pay you got to build, build a house. It. Yeah, but you make it back. And it's another thing where it's like, 
You might make you make it back up eventually. It'd take a long time. It depends on where the island is. Yeah. I have a lot to say about this island, but this is not the the setting to do it. Would you put disc golf course on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back. I'd put an eighteen hole course on this island. Make it just like USDGC. Hit him with a hunter. There you go. I would make it all islands, all island greens. It's just a bunch of hole seventeens. I would. The island. I would. Make it'd, be, them, it'd be called the island. I would make them all water carries. There's no baskets. You just have to throw into the water. I'd have a good time. <laughs> I'd like to play a disc golf course where. It's just floating platforms on a lake, and you have that would be very and, you, and you just you have floating discs. Swatches. You just swim up and grab them. That's what we did. That would be a very so fun, fun way to play disc. We golf. did a tournament Floppy in Wubbies. New Jersey, yep. um, and they had uh, um, a floating CTP. You just had a bunch of wahoos, lake and they Con- put a basket. Lake, lake Konepka. No, what's um, the what's, it putter, what's the end of Camp a putter Tecumseh. that? What's the end of Camp a putter? That, what's the end of a putter that floats? Oh, yeah. the hy- hydra. The hydra. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had hydras and wahoos and dragons. They had all the end of Heck a floating yeah. stuff. All the floaters. And it was just the CTP. So you throw it and your disc would like float. And it was like once everyone had thrown, whichever one was like closest. That would be a fun course. It was very it's a bunch fun. of platforms, and that'd be so much. Somebody fun. get on that. Come on now. Come on, invite right, us, Trevor. Hit us with it. Come on, Trevor. Oh, you want to play a little trivia? Yeah, yeah fan favorite segment. Trevor's trivia. Today's question. You can win an island, but you can't sell it. What do you do with it? Ah, good question, Trevor. This game's called Which Came First? Chicken Chicken. or the Egg? Ooh. No, it's the disc or the disc. Okay. Okay. You guys are playing against each other. Yeah, I hate you, Honor. But you can, you're obviously, I'm going to name two discs, and you're going to say which one you think came first. Okay. As far as PDGA approval date. Okay. Um... Yeah, we'll see. I've got... Hunter, I don't hate you. You are alive. I've got six meat. of them, and then I've got a tiebreaker if we need it. Okay. All right. It. Very first one. We're starting with some innovas. Oh, is this just a who's rapid going fire? First? No. Who's no. going first? You, both go can, first? you both can give answers. You are oh, answering you the same... first? No, you're going to... Let's do a one or two hold up at the same time situation Genius. so that you don't... But then the podcast what, listeners won't know. Well, you, you can, we can say it as well. This is, why, the he's, second this is after. why he's the trivia guy. We say it as well. We've done this already. It's just better this way so you're not playing off each other's answers. Well, we just say the the one or two at the same time. That's fine, too. That way He's the a trivia podcast. guy. You're that's, right. No, you're right. That's fine. You can say your answers at the same time. You just say the name. Anyways. All right. Oh, very okay. first one, we've got either the Lion or the Corvette from Innova. Okay. I and I, yeah, we'll just have it to you say that, say that the, just the name of the disc you think came first at the same time. I thought I had I was really confident Lion for a second, and then it went away. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Connor? I am ready. All right. Three, two, one. Corvette. It was the Corvette. Yeah. 2018 versus 2019. That's what my heart said immediately. My only way I knew it was one, I remember people throwing in college. One was after college, and the line was after college. Uh, The reason why I said it was because that one felt like the obvious one to my heart immediately. And then I thought, did I see Nate Sexton throw it on coverage before? Like I saw it at I pro I shops. Said lion potentially then, as well. That's a tough. I, I thought I was trying to go against what my gut wanted. Bad idea. Never bad idea. All right. Next we have the savant or the shrike. Both from Minerva. I think I have my answer, Hunter. Yeah, send it. Three, two, one. Shrike. Savant. What'd you say, Connor? I said shrike. The answer is the Savant. Dadgum it. 20, I remember the Savant being way older than I thought. 2014 it. and the Shrike was 2016. The Shrike yeah. came out right Dang. before I went to college and the Savant, I got in a player's pack item. It wasn't ever popular, but I got it when I was still playing. I discovered the Savant school. after I discovered the Shrike. The Savant was just that. never very popular. It's an awesome disc. Yeah, I, it's phenomenal. People are childish for that. All right, 2 nothing Hunter. Um, okay, next we have the Katana or the Mamba. 
This is our last in of the. I'm go- I I have mine. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Three, two, one. Katana. Both correct. 2009 versus 2012 for the Mamba. Okay. That one. That one felt. I felt very confident. I had no idea. I just took a shot in the dark. I felt right. confident with that one. Hunter still up by two. Because I saw a lot of katanas when I first started playing, and I didn't start seeing mambas until a little bit later. Fair enough. We're gonna move into discraft now. We have the archer or the crank. Okay. Which came first? Archer. I have mine. Crank. I have mine. Three, two, one. Crank. crank. Both said crank. Yeah. yeah. That's correct. I can see versus twenty sixteen. I can see the crank in the old ESP stamp, and I cannot see the archer in it in my brain. It would have still been in there. Would it? Twenty eighteen is when they switched to ESP. Is is the does the did they make an archer with the old stamp? Oh, we were getting. Oh, with the stamp you're saying? With yeah, with the old circle stamp. Wait, what? That was never ESP. What do you say? Yeah, old, 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 yeah, old, old. I can see. I've seen cranks in old. Yes, you're correct. I had one. Not seen archers. You're right. That's a good point. I, did, I have one I of those you meant like before, pre-swirly ESP. No, no, no. Yeah, the old circle stamp, which I actually really like. I, don't even know I love seen that the ESP Archer. Dude. I actually remember the Archer was the Ace Race disc, I believe. Yes, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the crank wasn't, so. All right. Next one. We have the Nuke or the Meteor. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Nuke. Do you just say Nuke? Yep. Yeah. You're both incorrect. Wow. The meteor was 2006. Wow. The nuke was 2009. This is my reasoning for it. I, I, didn't don't, I don't have to give my reasoning for the all. The meteor was an ace race. I didn't have any reasoning. I didn't, dang, I've never seen I'm an very ace surprised. race meteor. I've thought, never seen an ace race meteor. Well, it's old. <laughs> I, would, I, I thought you guys would have gone with meteor there. I've seen, I feel like I've seen all of the ace race discs because they all end up getting put into use sections. Um, like from going Because I went to a lot of use sections in, right. in Charlotte. So Connor has to beat Hunter on this one or else it's over. If he does, we'll go to do the last one to see if he can tie it up. Um, okay, so I can tie it up right now? If you get two in a row. There's a little two in a row. Okay. Um, all right. We've got the Punisher or the Stalker. Which one came first? Which one came first? Punisher or the Stalker from Discraft. Okay. All right, I have mine. Three, two, one. Stalker. Stalker. That is correct. Yeah, Eight, that was the largest gap of them all. 2009 to 2017. That one felt obvious yeah. to me, but I was, I was, there's a part of me that was nervous that it was supposed, like it was a trick. Most one. of them, I just remember a, one of them coming out, and yep. one of them I don't because one of them was before I played. Same. One good job, guys. Was after. It was a good job. Um, what was the last one? The last one was going to be the FD or the TD. The TD was first I by one year. Yep. Yes, yeah. 2010, and then the FD came out 2011. Because I always yep. thought, how the frick did you make the TD? Before you made mm-hmm. an FD, it doesn't make sense. Turning driver it doesn't make any sense. Turning driver sucked. Hunter only got one wrong. Yeah, I Hunter's believe. a beast. He's nice. a historical historian. I'm a disc golf historian in my free time. Yeah, I should have listened to my gut on those. He's first got the few. almanac. You should oh, have got the almanac. I think I would have guessed Lion as well. That was a tough one. I think it made more. sense. I remember when it came out. Yeah, I remember, I remember when it came out too. Both of them came out. Then how'd you miss it? Well, I mean, they, they came out like within like <laughs> they literally came out less than a year apart well, from each I, other, so I it's not both, too crazy. I was, I re- the joke he said he remember when both came out. No, I remember when so both of them came out. I just couldn't remember I'm which not, memory. No, I, I couldn't remember which memory came first. You know, I definitely knew about the lion before I knew about the Corvette, but that's because everybody just threw destroyers. <laughs> well, oh, I just remember people with it. Yeah, my back. I remember people when in, did the Corvette in college throwing the Corvette. 2018 and the lion was 2019. I mean, yeah, the same time period. It's just the Corvette. The lion 
like they pushed a little harder, I think, too. Yeah, and it was like did. it was a mid that kind of felt like end of a mids were like always going to be a big the lion deal. sucked. And the lion was a V. It's a V Rock. It's just yeah, no, the, the V Rock. It doesn't suck. It's a good disc. I used to bag a V Rock. A DX one in college. It was a terrible disc. And it feels like a. It feels like a. So, uh, it's so the whale is a mid range. It's so not though. It's just like it's a fine disc. Yeah. It doesn't. Now I'll say this. It's a. It. It flies really well. It doesn't feel as good as like rocks and. Oh, you and, know what like, feels way worse. Rock plus. Rock, rock plus, plus not does good mold. not feel good. Yeah, that's a not that's a weird good. feeling one. But yeah, the V Rock never quite All felt plus as molds. good. There's yeah. an Eagle Plus too. I think that's Taper Plus. Taper Plus. What yeah, is it? What does the Plus do? It's the inside rims like angled. More. Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah, it feels worse for so many other reasons. Than I've that. never thrown any other than the Rock one, and I didn't really like the Rock one. No, well, the Rock had the most potential to be good. I just thought it was cool. You'd see the T Bird with like the little plus sign. It was a fun little stamp. The Cobra <laughs> Plus too. Mm. Dude, bring back the Cobra. They yeah. also had King the Cobra? the V was always just the worst feeling version yeah, of the disc. No, 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 no. The Super, the Super, super. Stingray, and the King Cobra. The those King both, Cobra was great. It flew I, great, I, but it yeah, didn't feel King, good. That's what I, I had one of my bags. Paul I modeled the, the Rock Three bad. after the King Cobra. He wanted a rock, something that felt like yeah. a rock and flew like a King Cobra. Mm-hmm. But they did. They just were weird discs. They had cool stamps though. The King they're Cobra. They're getting back to it with the Alien Man. Yeah, they're losing their back minds. their roots. The alien's sick though. <laughs> alien's incredible. You know, I had a. I wanted to bring this question up before we get into the things. We always talk about like who has the strongest team, who has the best young core, who has the. Mm-hmm. I wanted to flip it on its head. Okay. Yeah. Who has the weakest team going into this offseason coming up soon? Gateway. Yeah. Well, well beyond yeah. gateway. I like where are we? Where do we draw the line? Gateway. Just, just gateway. Just gateway. Well, then the answer. RPM. Is like, <laughs> okay, you got. You can't go like mint or like you got to have yeah, eighteen. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, even still, it's. Shouldn't, I think it's probably. Per- well, mm. I know my answer. On the MPO side, it's pretty tough to argue with Latitude 64, right? But obviously, then the FPO, they have the best player by far. So I think that does a lot. No, I'm for saying them. The, the whole team. Yeah. My answer is Lone Star. Yeah, I think, oh, that, I think, well, I think that's a, yeah. like an easy one. Yeah, I feel like that's basically the same thing as saying like Mint. No, because they have an actual team. Like Mint has yeah. like one or two players. Yeah. They did. They, yeah, they, they, they like start signed this offseason. They yeah. signed Emerson Keith. They signed like, Chandler true. Kramer. They signed Nico Lacasho, Robert yeah. Burridge. They're like, brand coming new. Coming in, everyone thought they were going to be a, to a be, big old to team. To be fair, though, con- considering how new they sense. are, their team is pretty solid. It's definitely not like, I mean, Burridge, Lacastro, and Emerson are all inside of the, the top 32 in the tour standings right now. Mm. Yeah, we just looked at it. Oh, or thirty three is Burridge. Yeah, I think but Nico Emerson and, and Emerson. He's twenty fifth. No, he's twenty fifth. Emerson is. Yeah. The fri- oh, because he had what did he, what did he, what did Emmer Daddy do? What did he, <laughs> he's had some good finishes this year. He had like a second. I think I'm thinking of the world well. rankings. No, oh, yeah, in the tour standings, he's he was twenty fifth. I saw him. So like in in reality, their team. Yeah, he's thirty second in the world rankings. Yeah, their team isn't bad considering they built from scratch. Mm-hmm. It's just worse than the other teams. Yes. I mainly thought it because I saw them. This is what made me think of the entire thing. Well, entire I mean, prom. how strong is, but like DGA only really has, I, I DGA, I guess it's a weird line. Because <laughs> like, like, I don't even consider DGA as having a team because they're just an offshoot of Discraft. But I mean, they've got a team. They've got players. But they have a stronger team, more wins. They have more wins, yes. Katrina Allen, multiple wins. Cole Rodallin, yeah. wins. Yeah. Well, you, I, yeah. I, mean, I'm, I would say, I would take DGA over, because I'd take Cole Rodallin over anyone on Lone Star. Yes. Future-wise, even. Sure. Oh, I would take him over a lot of people. Um, But then outside of that... I wonder if they'll be able to hang Gateway on was the one I was like, we'll have to rule out Gateway and like Mint and Thought Space because Thought Space is the same as Team Infinite and they, I would take Proctor and Eric Oakley. Yeah. I don't know. I'd take know Proctor. About, I'd take the Proctologist. Yeah. 
Um, Eric Oakley I would for marketing wise. But yeah, I just saw. Lone Star has Kramer too, and he's he's like thirty seventh. I just saw that them. Team's they, okay. They posted, they posted, but who's worse? Yeah, I don't know. I but I, I they like, don't have any stars. Like, they don't have guess, anyone who's going to win. I guess what I'm more just saying if they are the worst team, like that's not too bad. Stars. Yeah, they, they need more loans. If they ha- they just need one of those players, like they just need Burridge to kind of jump into like a top 15 player and they'd be in pretty good shape. And any one of those could. They could. Yeah. No, they have a lot of guys that could yeah. be really yeah, good. Yeah, they, they do an okay Because they also themselves. have like Lisa, Fajita, Lisa Fajita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw they posted and they were like, um, or they shared their story or someone, they were like, oh my word, check out Team Lone Star this weekend. And it was like all like 20th to like 70th. They they hyped like, up their, their signings a lot huh. at the, in the off season and, and they made a, they made, I think they made some pretty decent quality value signings, but like definitely they didn't grab like we were thinking they were going to reach out and grab like a big. Well, big they player. made a few risky plays, but not really risky because they were very. We also uh, just cheap. don't know how much they're. Yeah, but it was just like like Robert Burridge could have been someone this year. Yeah, and, he, and Emerson Keith could okay. pop off and, and yeah take. You know what I mean? He did win something. That's why he got. What did Emerson Keith win? He won. Yeah, that's right. He did win an elite what the series he win? this year. He won. Um, that's why he's so high. Uh, where was did so he random. win? Yeah, what in the world? Um, OTB Open. That's right. Yeah, it was like the most random one wow. possible. That is right. Um, Emerson's good for one of those, man. One or two just pop off. Like he, he'll just like go to Worlds and just he'll get himself in the mix. Yeah. Well, no, I just, that's what made me think of it. Yeah, I can't. I mean, well, just like fun. coming into the season, well, West they have Side, a really big team. West Side's probably yeah. worse, though, right? Because they only, I, they I only just consider Trilogy o. is Trilogy. I kind of do that, too. That's just... Because, like, Ricky's got signature that. harps. So, like, is Ricky on Team West Side? He's moving West Side. Plastic. Fair enough. It is all owned by the same people. Yeah. I think it's very dumb that they're three separate companies. I think that whenever you said team, I was thinking team but Trilogy. But here, here's what yeah. I'll say, though. If if like, if like we play Trilogy all as one, and then everybody else is gi- really giants in the industry, I think Lone Star, what they have is impressive, considering they're only a year yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. But someone's got to be the worst team. I, I would say that the next closest one to them is, is honestly could be... Well, here's uh, what I'll do. I'll, let's look at it this way. I think they're the best niche brand team. Yeah. Because I would put them in, I mean, I guess DGA might technically be better, but I'd put them in the same category as the like, but I guess it's weird because they're their own manufacturer. Maybe that's where the weird line is. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're in a, they're in a smaller category. Because Gateway doesn't really have a pro team. Mm -hmm. They have Noah Five-ish. Well, Connor. And Connor. Yeah. But (laughs) that's about it. That's about it. It'll be, a, I think it'll be, it'll honestly just be mostly interesting <laughs> to see. Maybe that's the line, because like Mint Disc, Thought Space, Irish Made by MVP. It'll be interesting to see if Lone Star, they, they have potential. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they like go back again this season and try and grab another like big player. Or, we'll see if Sacred or if they Discs, just kinda, Nikola Castro's company picks up some people, man. That's true, man. Sacred Discs. I think they drop this week or next week, Sacred Discs. Something like that. They're scented. Um, Something like that. They have, what was that one mold that feels really good? The gnome. Golem. I will say, yeah, I felt (laughs) (laughs) the gnome feels very solid. We haven't thrown them yet. I felt them in the warehouse on Friday, and they they do feel none of them feel bad. No, they don't. The gnome feels very intriguing. I like their I like their plastic. Consider them intrigued. Feels like the plastic kind of feels like gateway, like a good run of gateway. Lone Star just gives gateway vibes. Their baseline. The baseline does. does. Yeah. Yeah, the premium's tough because Gateway gives fifty-five different vibes. So yeah, that's why I said a good. You just got to pick up a different all the vibes. Yeah, you just got to pick up a different round of diamond, and then you'll. I want. I kind of feel like Gateway might be doing 
I, I always think that. I feel like I find myself once a year getting a good run of Gateway and thinking, I think Gateway's starting to really it's like... It's because they sent you a box of hand-picked discs. Yeah, but like... They hand-picked no, those. But like every... <laughs> I, I feel like that's how it is though. Once a year, I feel a couple Gateway discs and I'm like, this like a really good batch. And I'm like, I think Gateway's really starting to pay attention to like their... A their good run of Gateway. ...consistent quality and then you start feeling some of the stuff and it's not... A good, good run of Gateway is competitive. A good... Yes, that's A bad true. run of Gateway is not. Yeah. Problem is sometimes the bad outweighs the good. That's why it you can get some good gateway. It's a great time. Yeah. All right. Let's finish it out with some power rankings here. Hopefully, well, that's Stat the Mando's back up and running. They are, man. That's the gateway. That's Stat Mando. I messaged Stat Mando last night because I was thinking um, there's a really popular game right now called Immaculate Grid. And baseballreference.com is the website that started doing it. They have like all the baseball stats and then hockey reference and football and basketball. And basically, there's a grid, like a three by three grid, and you have to find these players that match like the different, I don't know what you call this kind of like graph or, or diagram, but like there's like stats and teams that intersect and you have to find a player that it's like matches like for people. So yes, yes, it is. So it'll be like, oh, okay, I need to find a player that played on the Orioles and the Yankees or had 50 RBIs and the Yankees. Anyways, I messaged them last night because like I was like, I think they need to, they have the database. Yeah. If they could do that for disc golf, and it'd be like, okay, you need to find a player who has won two world titles and played for Innova or what. It would be Why a lot of fun. Why don't you just do that for Trevor's Trivia next week? a lot of fun. I could. Maybe, yeah. If they don't get back to me, they haven't yet, I'll design the prototype and really give them a, a good show. Hit them with it, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, power rankings. But it's really hard to do without like their database because yeah. I would have to find every possible answer for every single one, and that's the hard part. That's that is tough. You need their engine. Yeah, just give up. I'm going to give up. Calvin Heimberg <laughs> won. Probably fine to stay there. Big Cal? He finished in fifth. Cal's own? Uh, I, don't think anyone, yeah. I don't think anyone's yeah, jumping I'm him. I'm fine with that. Gannon, I think, came in tenth. He did fine. Ricky came in like eighth. Fine. Isaac Robinson, I think he did okay too. I will say the top; those top guys are really pulling their weight in these power rankings. They're just kind of chilling in the top twenty, um, and that that'll get her done. Eagle McMahon <laughs> fifth. He, I mean, he could possibly jump Isaac. Yeah, would you could, look at that. We could give him a spot jumper. Look at McMahon, Eagle to Robinson, Isaac. This is since <laughs> May. Eagles five and one against Isaac. Big eye. So Eagles got to jump him. That's tough for Isaac. Tough scene to be Isaac Robinson. Just got jumped. Ah! Ah! Yeah, I would agree. Because he just got dunked on. <laughs> nice. All right, then we have Paul in sixth. You might have to give him a little slippity slide. Well, for sure, Simon's going to jump him. Simon's going to jump. This isn't the UDIS power rankings, baby. Let's you got to play, Simon versus you gotta play Isaac. this golf. You want to stay in these rankings. Let's go Simon versus <laughs> Isaac real quick since May. Isaac's four and three. So I think, I think we're fine to slide Simon up to sixth. And bump down Paul and Proctor. Okay. That makes sense with you. That's fine with me, dog. I think Rodolin can jump a spot. Do we jump? Where does Paul land? I'm okay with him sliding as far as 10th. Because Let's just go Macbeth versus Rodolin. Home dog popped in, won the PCS, and then just, just popped out. They Paul Paul hasn't faced Cole since May. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like As I'm saying, he can just chill wherever. I'm fine with him being there. And I'm sure we're gonna. That's gonna make things easier on us when he plays in Worlds and MVP and probably does well. Okay, let's go Rodolin um, versus Proctologist here. Good idea. Is anybody catching on to that? That we're just calling him the Proctologist. Someone asked me to stop. Not, Not gonna, gonna happen. Cole that's six and two breaker. against the Proctologist. I got. Does, does does James Proctor himself know? I'm sure. I don't know. Let's go Cole versus mm. Corey Ellis. 
Someone was like, you realize it's a poop doctor, yes. right? Like they thought we didn't know what we were calling him. No, we're aware of what the proctologist That's is. Why it's just his funny. last name's yeah. Proctor. Like how are you not yeah. going proctologist? Because he'd be pooping on the competition. Yeah. No, because he finds them gaps. <laughs> yeah, that's what Connor said earlier. That's right. That's funny. Uh, okay, so I think James Proctor falls to ninth. Hit him with it. Because Cole Rodolin can't jump Corey Ellis, but he can jump James Proctor. Okay. What did Corey Was Corey Ellis playing this past event? No, uh, was he hurt? Or is he just not in here yet? Hmm. It's just he won a major, so. That was a few weeks ago, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looks as though he did not play. Oh, yeah, he DNF'd after Ledgestone. Mm. He DNF'd at Ledgestone. His, his time is a ticking on the power rankings. I well, think. he's in ninth right now. No, he's in he's in seventh. I think that's a too high. Okay, you want... Well, they're, him and Cole Rodolin and him are tied yeah, since I, May, so I think but Corey Ellis has a major win. Yeah, but he hasn't played the last two events. Mm-hmm. I think I think in the power rings that hurt like we gotta be we gotta be what the U disc rankings aren't, which is if you're not playing disc golf, you are sliding. I agree with I don't that. think you need to fall off a cliff, but I think you need to start sliding down those I agree rankings. With that. You can't be one of the best. And Rodolin is hot right if you're now. not competing. Right. Like he feels powerful and these well, are power rankings. He's powerful. He throws it yeah. far. Okay, yeah, he's so ranked got, power. So this yes. is probably good then. We have Calvin one. Gannon two, Ricky three, Eagle four, Isaac five, Simon six, Cole Rodolin seven, James Proctologist eight, Coriolis nine, Paul McBeth ten. Sounds good, man. Love it. Only, I mean, Paul might be able to be bumped out, but now well, FPL, I, I, we'll just be on the right side of history because after Worlds, we'll probably have to be putting him like in the third spot. So those foundation guys, they knew. Yeah, yeah, we are predictors. FPO, we have Kristen Tatar one, not James moving. Predictor. Own Scoggins two, not moving. Missy Gannon, three. Holland Handley, four. Val Mandahano, five. So Val played not so good at all. Oh, she has all. a win. She did win very recently, um, but she's in the five spot. Maybe that's our own fault. What's, I, we need to look at, take a look at Ella. I think she's been well, playing we didn't have well. This, we didn't have this head-to-head last yeah, week. Yeah, that's true. We were just shooting in the dark. Uh, I think we need to go Ella versus Holland first because I think Holland is the weakest one in there right okay. now. So Ella Hansen? Yep, that's the one versus, versus Holland Handley. Handley. I think you're going to like what we see. Five here. and five. Now, that surprises me. I'll With be honest. Holland Ooh. Handley has He's two shocked. second That's a places. lot of games. Since when? May. Let's go a little more recent, just because I feel like that's trending a certain way. Well, yeah, you don't get to scroll down. down. Yeah. No. Is it not? Oh, this is more up here. Yeah. No. This is pretty uh, even. So, D-Glow, Holland Handley came in fourth. Ella Hansen came in second. Okay. Now that, and then Idlewild... Holland Hanley came in third. Ella Hans came in 16th. Okay. Ledgestone, Holland Hanley came in seventh. Ella came in third. Preserve, Hanley yeah. came in third. Okay. It's been, all right. It's been back and forth. So Holland Hanley's the better player That's in fair. that situation. It's been back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyone else you want to compare it to? Valley um, Manhano to Holland Hanley? Yeah. That's going to be a tough one because. No, they're, I mean, two, four, and one. Yeah. But one has, but Matt, Valerie has a win. I think we probably leave it how it is for for the. The for only other now. one we can look at is let's go Missy Gannon. Yeah, well, Missy also just had a win and has been very good. Like she's gonna be Missy t- Gannon's tied with Holland, but with a win. Yeah, I think we let it chill. And okay, so I think we're fine there. Kristen yeah. owned Missy Holland Val. Makes sense to me. Boom, that's the power rankings. All right, there's a silver event this weekend, so no preview show. We'll talk about the results from it next Monday, and then ramped up for world's week companion stream all kinds of fun stuff for the world championships you're not going to miss out on that they're up in vermont it's gonna be a good time and we will talk to you again next week